Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. Uh, So glad you could join me. And, uh, well, this month is Halloween month. So what better time than to speak to developer Superlumen, uh, developers of Desolatium, a new Lovecraft-inspired horror adventure, which will hopefully be coming out around now or very, very soon. Uh, so you can check on Steam for more uh, information about the release date and about the game. But I spoke to Chema. Again, this was originally uploaded live back in January um, as part of the big adventure event. But now you can listen to this on this podcast. Uh, and Chema was absolutely lovely, really, really nice guy. And he spoke all about his game, Desolatium. And uh, yeah, so uh, here is uh, here is the interview. Please enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Adventure Games podcast. I hope everyone is well. This is uh, our very first live video interview. So, uh, yeah, things might go wrong. (laughs) They probably will go wrong, but let's just go with it. So apologies in advance, and I hope people will enjoy it. Uh, I am here with uh, Chema from Superlumen who is working on Desolatium. He's our first uh, live guest slash guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) That's me, yeah. So, hello, Chema. How are you? Hi. um, I'm fine. I'm fine. Here, you know, in the the sunny Spain, so everything is is sunny here. I I see that. I see from your your background, from your window, it's very sunny. is Is it warm as well? Is uh, I don't I, I didn't say warm warm but it's uh, <laughs> yes it's it's fine it's, it's it's a good weather. Oh, that's it's quite warm here in um for January in Ireland as well. Usually it's kind of like raining and snowy. Wait, maybe if it's snow and and uh, very wet, but it's been fantastic weather here. It's been very very sunny uh since um you know this this month which is just incredible so uh which is not normal for ireland yeah weather is crazy (laughs) no weather is is crazy uh we have two people say hello cress up and hello kccc uh who just written into the chat um so again apologies in advance uh if anything does go wrong which i'm sure it will but hopefully again if anybody has any questions feel free to put it in for chema um, but right, well, we can get started then. So, Chairman, before we start talking about your game, uh, how about you can introduce yourself and you can let us know a little bit who you are and what your favorite adventure games are. Um, I, I'm Chema, and I'm the uh, game designer in Superlumen. It's a, a video game studio here uh, in Spain, and uh, I love video games. I'm in the video games, uh, since I was a child, really, really small. I, I remember I started with, uh, you know, with, with Atari, the, my first console, like long, long time ago. <laughs> and uh, I always uh, loved the adventure games, always. I started with Maniac Mansion, Mansion and I played, I think, all the LucasArts uh, adventure games like Monkey Island, uh, 
Day of the Tentacle, Indiana Jones, uh, I don't know, all of them. All the classics. Yeah, <laughs> Sam and Max, you know, all. all. <laughs> I grow up with, with those those games and I, I love it. And and I still play these, these kind of games. I think the last one I've played is the Dark Side Detective. Yes. What, was I it season really, one or season two? Uh, I think season one. Actually, I didn't know that the, there is a season two, but I'm gonna check it because I I I like a lot this this game. So it's uh, I I reviewed it on the podcast, and it's uh, just as good as season one. It's just as funny. It's it's really fun. That funny all the way through. And the pixel art is is lovely. Oh, I, it's beautiful, I, isn't it? Yes, yes, I love but, it. If you like the pixel art, and I will promise you we'll get to your game in just a moment, but if you like <laughs> a, the Dark Side Detective and the pixel art in that game, I would recommend as well um, playing Inspector Waffles, which is oh, maybe yes. slightly different humor. It's still funny, but more serious. But the pixel art looks very, very similar. And the developer, Jan, told me it was a coincidence. He hasn't actually played uh, the Dark Side Detective, so, but it looked really, really nice as well but uh yeah no all the lucasarts classics and all um you know the latest one the dark side detective as well and they were one of my first guests uh, spooky doorway and they're just as funny in real life as as in the game but i think a little bit more intelligent than the characters <laughs> <laughs> it's not difficult eh? because the, the, <laughs> the characters are quite quite silly oh god but uh, no, but they have a very, I think, you know, good sense of humor. But um, mm. but yeah, so and then, um, you know, uh, while we're waiting for, you know, maybe questions in the chat again, if people in the chat want to ask you a question. But first question that I have for you is um, how did you come up with the studio and in particular the name Superlumen? Is there any meaning to the lame or to the name? Not lame. Apologies <laughs> to the name by any chance, which is not lame. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I could tell you a really cool story about the name, but the the real story is that we paid to a uh, you know creativity agency to to oh. yeah to look for the name. The, this, the background of the name uh, is like uh, super lumen. We wanted a name that is easy to pronounce in in every language. I mean, is is easy in in English and easy in Spanish. It's not difficult to pronounce and. Uh, in in our beginning of the company, we started really focusing in VR, and the VR, uh, you know, the the VR uh, Google's they have like this uh, light measure that is lumen lumens, and you know they mix all this super stuff with and it's cool, you know, super with super everything is is cool, <laughs> <laughs> and lumen is the you know this light uh, measure uh, unity, so we mix both of them and. Superlumen was born. Cool. So, so then it was super, and it was it, it was illuminating then. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, yeah, and so now your your game then you're you're working on a game. I believe it's pronounced is it Desolatium? How do you Desolatium? Desolatium. Yes. Um, so how about you tell us about this game then, if you wish? So what is the game about, and how did this idea come about? The game is about uh, we we the game is based in in Lovecraft mythos you know in Lovecraft mm -hmm. world and, and stories and uh, is as in these stories you always have to fight with a great uh, old god and um, 
we are really fans of Lovecraft. We we play a lot. We start playing a role, uh, you know, with, with dices, with dice and, and all stuff in in person with our friends. We are really role fans, and we we knew uh, uh, Lovecraft for this game. We start playing these kind of games. So when we thought about making a video game, we why don't you try to make something? We we love this this playing these games, right? But why don't you try to take this and and in a computer and and make the people play these these kind of games? So that's how the the idea came up. And the story is uh, you're gonna play with four characters, and these four characters they're gonna be in the same story but from different points of view and the their paths will be mixing during the the adventure so the things you do with one of them maybe affect to the rest of the characters and in the end you have to save the world it's a always there is a <laughs> cult that they want to uh, wake up this old deity and uh, you have to stop them and there will be so many surprises during during your journey to this to this <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's really intriguing i mean there's been plenty of uh, lovecraft games uh that were, that have been released as well so um it sounds very ambitious sounds kind of like epic in nature with four different characters and that their actions will have uh, will take effect on each other as well um the, the, yes. one of the important things we we really are into it's really important for us is the the story we have here two two guys two friends that is they are the ones who wrote this story and it's uh, quite uh, interesting and difficult to do because you have like four characters and each character has their story and they have to mix all this you know in, in one only one so it was uh, like a challenge for for them but we were really taking our time in in this, you know, the, the story, the script for the game. So it's uh, it's important. And one thing that it's uh, uh, interesting too is that, you know, it's normal that all these Lovecraft stories are based in last uh, time and you know, 19th and, and something like that century. But this one is in the in the actual time. So you're gonna play a Lovecraft story, but in in Nowadays, wow! So it's yeah, because it's there's not. I thought that there are a lot of Lovecraft games out there, but not many Lovecraft games based in the modern day. Yes, yes. So, uh, well, I played uh, the prologue, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I was, you know, really intrigued by it as well. You mentioned the the story as well; that really intrigued me. Um, now, and I suppose before we get into the you know story as well um what what you mentioned you played the role playing game for lovecraft what what do you think it is about lovecraft and uh, the mythos that attracted well you and so many other people as well because it has such an appeal for mm. people for writers for developers for gamers um you know creators of all kind what what is it for you that uh, that appeals to you you think what that you think appeals to a lot of players and a lot of people I think uh, the the mystery surrounding all all the stories of Lovecraft. You start like a normal person always, and you uh, little by little, you you step by step, you are getting into a big, huge uh, uh, 
uh, you know, thing that the cult want to wake up, I don't know, uh, a old deity or there is uh, something behind all the normal uh, people that is trying to do something. But it's always start like a really, really uh, in a simple way. And then, you know, the evolution of the story always takes you to a place that you have no idea that there was there. And it's this fight between a normal person and these great uh, deities that is really... And the discover, the, the mystery, the process is what we love the most of these kind of stories. Yeah, that's I think, fair enough because there's there's something you know the, the the mystery behind it that appeals to so many people. And will the I don't know if this is a spoiler, maybe I mean I don't know, but will the Necromonicon make an appearance in the game, or is, are you able to tell us? <laughs> um, I think we have uh, some um, notes about the Necromonicon, but the book in in the game I think is not going to be okay. Um, so now, again, you mentioned four characters. I mentioned this was this seemed very ambitious. Uh, is this your first game? Because usually people say you know to start small and then build up, but uh, this sounds quite ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, our commercial game is the is the first one. We have done so many so many games, but some games okay. for um, for. Uh, we start with Sanatorium. That was another game we launched for VR, and but this was not commercial. It was for free and just you know for trying, and and then yes, it's our second game. But uh, we have done so many experiences and apps and games for third companies, you know, person companies, not for us. Uh, we started as, as a service uh, company in VR, making games for other people. And this is our first adventure by Superlumen. Okay, so at le- so your experience at least making other games and we have some VR as well, yes. which we'll talk about in in just a bit. Um, but and now first and again, I don't know if you want to reveal any more because I do know you, you know we don't want to give any spoilers. Are you able to tell us a little bit about the four characters who we will play as, um, or will we find out more when we play the game? Actually, there is a there is a demo right now on Steam that you can try for free, and there there are two uh, the two first chapters of the game. The game will have like around fourteen chapters, fifteen I think, and uh, you can play the first two with the two first characters. You will play with uh, Carter, who is uh, is a professor in a university, and with Sophie. There is uh, another professor. He's a friend of Carter, and and then you have another two. The other two is Christopher, who is the boyfriend of Carter, um, and he's a journalist in a newspaper. And of course, James. There is a private detective <laughs> who is uh, <laughs> investigating something about this cult and and so on so that's are the four main characters and of course there is more uh, npcs and the bad guys who is 
one of the well no i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say it (laughs) let's continue let's continue please (laughs) okay so we got to know a little bit about the four main characters and i think that's kind of enough to whet her appetite um it's and so how how did you then you know come up with the character did you come up you know with a story first and then the character did you come up with them at the same time did you come up with okay maybe with these four characters would be interesting and then write the story around them um and again without any spoilers (laughs) um i'm just curious with the process Uh, because you mentioned that the story was the first thing for you guys so i'm just very curious about uh, the process it was complicated as i told you before the story because we have a lot of uh you know it was important for us to develop this this story um so in the beginning, we, we start with a skeleton of the story, you know, the, the main mm-hmm. things we want there, like the beginning, the end, you know, like a rough uh, skeleton. And then we start with the characters. And of course, while we put these characters in the story, we have to change some things, you know, some reviews, and it's always like that. And it took a lot of time to have like the final version of the of the script. Um, because always we, you know, have an idea and try to put it, but you don't know if it's going to fit and where it's going to fit and all this stuff. But, but yes, the first part was the skeleton and then we were putting all the things there. Yeah. So that, that sounds good. So then you put everything together. together. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's, that sounds good. And um, and then with the the gameplay. So bef- again, before we meant we talk a bit about the VR uh, aspect. Uh, what what can you tell us about the gameplay and uh, the puzzles in the game? And what what can we expect? So what type of game is this? Like a walking simulator kind of exploration game, or uh, is there anything else? So yeah. So what 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 can you tell us about it? <laughs> Yes, as you say, is uh, we want we want to to tell that the say that the game is uh, like a classic point and click, uh, but in three sixty degrees. Mm. Some people say that it's a like a walking simulator, but it's not. Uh, you have more, uh, you know, the puzzles are in the way of the old puzzles of point and click. Where, you know, we have to. Uh, mix uh, some objects to create new ones, use the right object in some place, but we have some puzzles more complicated than that that one. More the logic puzzles that you have to, I don't know, to interpret some words that you have uh, in a paper and you have to use this paper to translate the things and know what you have to do. Things like that, the complicated Thing. And, it, and we even have a chapter where you have uh, to use quick time events to escape from uh, okay, you know, from the monsters. <laughs> yes, a monster. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I mean, for me, a walking simulator is a game that has really no puzzles. So the fact that there are puzzles in your game, I would say it's that... It's full of puzzles. <laughs> now, I, I love walking simulators, um, and uh, the next person I'll be speaking with uh, is, work, is making a kind of a walking simulator exploration game. Um, but, uh, but then in terms of the, of the puzzles, Dan, you mentioned that there are logic puzzles and some quick time events. Um, I suppose, how, how did you, com- how did you ensure that they still, that they make sense in this world, in this game and, you know, that they fit in with the story narrative? Cause I imagine that must be, um, 
quite, uh, you know, quite challenging maybe because a lot of times and a lot of even some of the best classic adventure games, uh, there are times when a puzzle comes up and it's like, oh, there's no relation to the story whatsoever. So how do you how do you ensure to that you make sure that 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 you you know at least att- attempt to do this, which I'm sure you do because I think puzzles have improved over the years. Um, so yeah, how do you ensure that you try and <laughs> fit them we- into the story? Yes, as I told you, I'm I'm the game designer, so I have like, the one in charge to create all these all these puzzles. But while I was creating them, I was talking all the time with the with the writers of the game because I wanted to make sure, as you say, that the the puzzles fit and they make sense in the world uh, they have created with in the script and the story and and so on, the lore of the game and and everything. So we were really working like together to to make this happen. And uh, and after that, we have to try. We have to try them to to see if not only they fit in the story, but if they make sense and they're logic enough. Because the one of the one of the problems when you're developing a game is that you are really into your game, mm. so you're used to your game, you know, and you have to share your game with other people to tell you. You think that they make sense, but it doesn't make at all because you see that <laughs> makes sense because you're playing the whole day your game. But maybe for other people that don't make any sense. So it's really important that let your people play your game and get feedback from there to to fix this this thing. And and have you tested it with other people? Are there have there been any game testers to see if the you know if they what they think of the puzzles as well? We we try to to test you know when we finish the game that we are in the you know the last months I I think for March we 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 will have ready the the whole game, um, and then the game will be you know tested by mm. a QA people and inter. But now we are we're we are testing with other with our friends or you know people who even in, in the internet we have a Discord channel and sometimes we release. Uh, some part of the game so people can test it and and give a f- feedback about about it so yes as i told you it's really important as as soon you 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 know identify these these problems is mm. is is better <laughs> of course and i imagine it must be difficult as well to see which feedback to kind of take on board because for well some puzzles might be difficult for some people i mean for example i'm i i'm not good at puzzles and i'll admit that whereas for other people they might want puzzles to be even more difficult and yes. more challenging so yes. i suppose you have to try and figure out okay who do we listen to do we listen to you know people who maybe want fewer puzzles or want more puzzles um and and then with the quick time events which you which you mentioned um again h- how would you say the difficulty of the quick time events is um you know for you know uh, you know, to add, I'm sure they add maybe more uh, tension to the game. Uh, and then, ha- what, what, how would you say then is the difficulty with these quick time events? Um, it, well, in your game, do you know you have a plan and and you mm. want your your uh, the the difficulty? It has like a, we create like a line. You know what? Mm. How we want to to create maybe this. The first chapters they have like really easy puzzles, so the people can get into the game and know the you know the, the dynamics and how to play and everything. And then maybe you have a really more difficult uh, puzzle. But then if it's if it is a really difficult, you want to give maybe after that a little bit easier, so the people don't frustrate playing mm. the game. 
So it's not it's not easy, and you have to uh, work a lot in in the I don't know how to say that the flux of the of the game. You know, to feel how to feel the game, and and fit all of that with the with the script, because mm. maybe some parts you want to make it most difficult because it has to be difficult what you want to accomplish in this part of the script. You are, I don't know, stealing some artifact and from, mm. I don't know, the, the cult that they have in a really sick, sacred place. And so that part must be difficult. Mm. But to get information from another guy to get into another place or whatever, maybe that part must be easier. So it's not, it's not easy and, and it's a challenge, as you said. And all this feedback is useful for us, but it depends who is who is telling you. And and you know, you from all the feedback, you have to pick what things you you believe are important. And maybe some feedback is not important it's from a part of the game that is not really really important. So yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's challenging. Yeah, but, but what I like about what you're saying is that you have things kind of like thought through. That you have like a graph. Like, okay, we're going to have a challenging puzzle here, but then afterwards it'll be easier and then more challenging again. And as you say, if you're trying to uh, steal some sacred object from an old cult, it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I think we can maybe expect that. Um, so, and now Kieran in the chat mentions that uh, classic point and click in 360 degrees. This sounds fascinating. Uh, which if I, if I could, you know, if I was more, Adventurous myself, I could try and share screenshots with, uh, um, with on the video. Hopefully, I can do that at a later point. But um, I uh, I agree. And what I really liked about, at least I played the prologue. What I really liked about it is the visuals. They look very different. It all it looks like um, you know, kind of like you're in photographs in the game, and you can turn around 360 degrees. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how you. Came about. So, how did you create the visuals of this game? How did you go about that? The cool thing about this is that those are real places. We, wow. we went there and and record. We have a special cameras to 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 take all the three sixty degrees uh, place we want to put in the game. And after that, we take these pictures and we take them from for Photoshop or whatever. We change everything we want. We put the you know the ambience we want to put, and then. It, in in the um, uh, graphic engine, we put these pictures and yeah, add the 3D models. The skies, for example, in this prologue is all made by by the Unreal Engine. We put in the Unreal Engine, so you can see all all these things. But the beginning is like a. Sometimes we feel like it's like a movie because we have to mm. uh, look for the sets and the places we want to record and and the settings, you know. And uh, go there and take picture. The prologue is most of the prologue is um, recorded in in a village in Spain called Atienza. There is a like a medieval village, as you can see, it's, it's an amazing mm. place. And of course, it's not exactly how you see on the game, but but it's a really really cool place. But that's good to know that it's not exactly as it is in the game. Is not, <laughs> there are no ghouls and this kind of stuff. <laughs> They're not there. <laughs> It's safe to visit. <laughs> yes, it is. It is, and it's a really uh, lovely people. And and, and <laughs> it was, uh, you know, for us it was great because we they gave us everything we need to to make the, the you know the the recording of the play. So we are really we like these people. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's fascinating because um, you know we can actually go to these places ourselves if you wanted to. You to see can, where the of game course. was. So, so then you you took photographs then and put them into the engine then, and you you know worked on the you know you mentioned the sky as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks and then uh, you mentioned you worked on VR games as well, and this game is uh, I believe it's it's going to be available on VR as well. Yes, um, the prologue you can play in in VR. And the demo of the new game is not is not uh, ready for the VR uh, yet. Sorry, um, but we're working on on that. And the final game uh, is going to be yes uh, VR compatible. Okay, and does, does that change the way you make the game? You know, with the puzzles as well with uh, the game. I mean, obviously the gameplay will be dif- uh, different, but does that change like the how you create the puzzles and the ge- and well the overall gameplay then? Is that in your mind when you're making the game? Yes, it is. It is and is uh, different because uh, one of the most uh, complicated things about creating a game for VR is that you can't... Um, it's not easy to point the the player uh, where you want they focus in. You know, it's difficult mm. because you can't move their head. They they are free to move their head wherever they want. But if something is happening in your, I don't know, left, but maybe you're you're you know watching another place in there, you can miss what is happening there. So it's uh, mm. really really difficult to to you know the the story to tell the story if you can't point the the player to the place where something is happening. So it's it's difficult in that part. And also, the the user experience, of course, is different too. Because for a computer or console um, video game, for example, you know that your screen is going to be where you're going to see everything. So you can Mm. put your, um, I don't know, the life meter in the right corner, top corner, you know, you can set everything whatever you want, but in 3D is not, I mean, in 360 on VR, it's not easy to do that because you're going to move your head and if you want to feel the immersion in game, you can have it something, you know, like a flea always following you that mm. is uh, going to distract you from from this, your surroundings. So it's, it's difficult, it's difficult in that place. Uh, we always start creating the, the experience and video games for VR first, but in this game we are doing all the way around. We are creating the game for PC and consoles first, and then we we're gonna port it to to VR. So we have to be careful with what we do for these uh, PC versions, uh, because later maybe it's going to be difficult to to you know to port that to to VR. But yeah, you always have to think about what you are doing. <laughs> and the problem is maybe you take a decision today and, I don't know, uh, three chapters more in the future, the decision you take you took before is going to, you know, put you in, in a trouble in, in the future because it's going to affect to something you have to do later. So it's always, yeah, mm. it's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like there are lots of challenges. But again, it looks like you are thinking things through in, in advance. Um, which is which is good good to see that you're not just going oh let's just try this. <laughs> but, it's, but it's always we think a lot, but always we always miss something. So <laughs> of course, I mean, yeah, that, I think that happens to just about everybody. So. Yes. Um, but 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 yeah, and then 
uh, is it because h- how big is VR? You know, I know it's become bigger and more people are are using it and all. Has it entered really the casual market or the gaming market yet? Is it still becoming bigger? You know, uh, because I I don't know myself, but from what you can see. Are there more and more people using VR, or does, is it still quite a way for people to uh, to catch up and to play games on VR? It's growing and growing, and every year is is making bigger the the market, the VR market. But of course, it's nothing compares to to normal PC mm. or consoles market right now. But the the, the projection is always up. The um, we love VR not only because of the market is uh, because we want to tell stories and we want to be able to feel and get into the stories. And VR is a great way to do that because when you put your the Googles on, you feel like you're really into mm. this place and, and, you know, feeling that what is happening there. So that's what we love about, about VR. Um, also, the VR market is not that big, but it's the, the you know, the... the there are not so many games like in normal market because mm. Steam is full of games and every day a lot of games get, you know, launch games and, and everything. Not only, you know, big games like AAA and, and so on. Even indie games is full of, of mm-hmm. games. So it's uh, really, really difficult to to get to the people uh, that you think is going to love or like your game. But in VR, it's not that difficult Nowadays, because um, there are not so many companies, you know, we, we have talked with so many publishers, uh, you know, that to, to sell the game and, and so on. And a lot of them, they are not into VR market yet because they don't know the market. It's a niche. It's not a big mm. market. So even big companies, they are not really exploding this, this market yet. So it's an opportunity to 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 try to to fit somewhere so that's is all this thing is that what we make vr for us interesting well you're like the pioneers who are set you know blazing through setting the way for other people <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of pioneers i mean there are <laughs> games in in vr and and some big games are you know like like the half-life the last week mm. we saw alex and so on resident evil they, they're trying to to get into the market but it's not that you know the fight is not the big lagging like for steam or so on normal mm. games you know you have still an opportunity absolutely it could be a way for uh, at least your game to stand out hmm. uh, because even for the podcast there's no way we can cover even half of all the just adventure games that are released every year <laughs> yes and that's not talking about all other kinds of games uh, but indie and AAA as well um and uh, i mean i have played vr a couple of times there are you know places here in ireland mainly just to shoot zombies which is uh, pretty cool but as you mentioned you want to tell a story then as well um now one thing that i hear from people one concern that they might have is it might make them feel a bit nauseous um yes. so uh h- how do you feel about v- uh, vr now Does, is that still the case or has vr improved since the early days of vr and has you know ha- well, what can people expect someone who's never tried vr before or like me who's tried, tried this a couple of times but what what can people like us expect nowadays from vr vr has improved 
a lot from the beginning. We we start like five or six years ago with the Oculus the developers, the the kit, and it was, oh man, so we we got so dizzy with that because it was like I don't know, like 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 crazy. But now with Oculus Quest and the new the new headsets, um, of course you can get, you know, still like some uh, dizzy or or sick or whatever, but. Uh, is so much better right now, and and I know the big companies. Big companies are working in in these, uh, uh, you know, measures to to help the people to don't get sick playing VR and so on. Even though we our game, for example, we know that this is a problem, and that's why we create this game that you don't move around, you don't have movement a lot, is quite calm and. I mean, you have tension, you have, you know, the, the places, but you don't have to run to anywhere and you're not going to have like things running around you and moving and so on. So, um, and another interesting thing that you commented before, you, you told before is that the zombie killing, you know, shooting and everything. There are so many games in VR that are, we call them like demo. Uh, games because you can play for five ten minutes and you're gonna mm. have a lot of fun this ten minutes fifteen minutes but after that you're gonna be like tired of playing mm. because so many things happening around you you know you have to shoot to so many monsters coming to oh, you yeah. or <laughs> or so on and after that oh gosh you're you're like done with that uh, one of the things. I told you before that we love about VR is to tell stories, and there are not so many narrative games or adventure games for VR. There are not. There are more like action mm. games. So we had in mind to create a. If we create a game from VR, we will be like a narrative game, a game that people can stay for half an hour, an hour playing, don't be in a rush, and and enjoy it, and you know, and tell a story. So. Yeah, we think VR is a powerful tool, uh, but they have a lot to work there. And, you know, the, the, the way they're, they have to, you know, go further in, in, in there and, and more try more things, not just shooting. And Exactly. Yes. It's, we're sort of very early stages of, of VR. So as, as you mentioned, there, there are, you know, I think, few uh, certainly adventure games or narrative games on VR and VR, can, I think it's the way of the future <laughs> if it's done well, mm-hmm. um, that I think more and more people could be getting into it. And then, you know, s- setting it up as well. Now I just included a link in the chat for YouTube of your game so people can check it out. Uh, once I figure out how to put screenshots and all on video, <laughs> I will, but in the meantime, if you ever click that link, people in the chat, and I will include it in the show notes for the podcast as well. Um, but and so then another thing is that at least before VR would normally be naturally be quite expensive. Um, there's a lot of cables and it's quite difficult. I've heard to set up. How how is it now? I mean, I know there are different ones. You might be able to give an exact price, but how how is it now to set up and with price in general? So much better right now. <laughs> yes, great to hear. <laughs> I I told you Oculus Quest was a mm. you know what was a blast for the for the market because. You don't have any cable. You don't need any sensor, anything. It's just, it has battery. It's like a, you know, like a mo- your mobile. It's the same. It's battery. You plug it to your battery and put it on your, on your head. 
no sensors, anything. You only hit the, the, the headset maps your room and see where you can hit and, and everything. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and, and that's it. And you can play with that anywhere you want. And, and the price is not really, you know, in the beginning was like a more than a thousand dollars and, and so on. This one, I think is three hundred and fifty dollars, something like that. So it's not, it's not cheap, but it's not mm. uh, like, in the old times that were crazy, the prices of the of these uh, headsets. Okay, yeah, and well, uh, David Fox, who I spoke to last year, I believe, or close to two years ago, over a year ago now, he worked, of course, on, I think, Monkey Island and Timberweed Park. He's really big into VR. He was talking about how much he loved it and how he's working on VR as well. So uh, it's clear that it is it is changing, I think, changing for the better. So... I, I think in the next few years, it will become more mainstream, I believe. And, uh, and as I said, you guys are, you know, some of the pioneers now <laughs> setting, setting the stage, uh, for, for us. And, um, and, and yeah, so, um, and then uh, I, I know we have to finish up probably soon, but with another thing that impressed me with, cause in the prologue was the voice acting. Um, with the main character and then the well, one of the other characters as well. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, where how did where did you find these voice actors and how did you record uh, them then? Because um, they sounded very good. <laughs> so, I know I'm I'm saying all all the time the same, but it, it was a li- really difficult part of the game too, <laughs> because to find the right person to to you know in your head when you're writing the story and everything you have like a you make your character in your head right mm. and it's like when you're reading a book you're in your head you have like the vision of the character you're reading about the voice is going to have and and with these books when they make the movie sometimes it doesn't you know it's not the same that what you figure it and so that's why so many people oh, this movie is not nothing like the book, whatever you'd say, you know, you're always complaining about these these adaptations. Um this is the same. Um to find the right person is uh is difficult. And more for us because we are in the studio, so we don't have um you know a mm. lot of money to to make this prospection and to look and to get a really, really good uh voice actors that is full of I mean there are a lot of voice actors and they are really good so we have is even more difficult for us because we have to you know to to fit what the money we have and find the best option we have for this money and so we contact here for, with some uh, companies of voice acting here in Spain and also we look for uh, freelance some some of them are freelance. We saw in other games or even new uh, people we haven't heard before, and and some of them were from these companies uh, specializing in voice acting. For the game, is it's been even more difficult because we have more characters than in the prologue. The prologue was short, but this one is a huge story with with a lot of lines of dialogues and and so on. And it's even more difficult than for the prologue. And in this this demo, um, one of the feedback we got is that some of the voices are not. Uh, some people don't don't like it a lot, you know. And we have to. We're thinking about if we change them. And I told you the feedback is really important, and mm. uh, and we we have to see if we change them or what. 
So it's it's not easy at all to find the right people for the for the character is really really difficult. Oh, I I can imagine. I mean, from the prologue itself, I liked the uh, the two voices or the mm. voices that were that were in the game. I thought they were uh, quite good. They sounded natural. Um, yes. Uh, but I haven't yet had a chance to play the demo of the full game. Um, but but yeah, and I can because and I reference this quite a bit. Um, the, the the developer of oh I can't remember the name now. <laughs> um, so, well, so, some of another game who used uh, voice actors, and he said that uh, for him it wasn't really worth it. Very expensive, and you can the writing would be you know the first thing. Now I would say that I think voice act good voice acting can elevate a game, but then. Uh, bad voice acting can bring but bring it down further. But the first it, thing for me is the writing. Yes, yes. I don't know, don't know what really, your opinion is. Yes, yes, yes. It's really important. Of course, you have you 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 need a good material to to you know to to send to these to these people. But a really good actor can even make like a not really good lines to <laughs> you know to make them sound like a better and. Even if you have a really good lines, a bad actor can make them down, but totally, mm. totally. And so, yes, it's a, video games and, and all these artist uh, movies and, and everything is, uh, you know, a group work. You can have a really mm. a, one part that is uh, amazing, but if another part fails, the total is going to be not that good. You know, it's going to be yeah it's, it's, it's mm. pretty difficult <laughs> well from from the prologue i liked uh the voiceover so i think you're on the right track i think <laughs> <laughs> they were really uh, good the, the the voices in the prologue uh they were good the old lady mm. is, was really really good and yeah she then, she sounded like an i mean i don't know how old the actress really is but she sounded like an old lady because yes, a lot of times yes. when older characters or children they're clearly you know, adults who it's are putting on voices. To find, it's, yes, it's really difficult mm. to find adult voices. It's really difficult mm. because for girls, it's full of, of these childish uh, voices. Mm. It's more easy to find this kind of voices that adult and elder is it's so, <laughs> so difficult. So, yes. Yeah, well, well, I would certainly encourage people to check out uh, the prologue. Um, how, how will that, that that will tie into the main game? Then I imagine I don't know if you are able to say anything at all about how it'll tie in, or or shall it's we a, just wait? It's a prologue, <laughs> so it's a story. It expands the story of one of the characters, one of the main character for, of the game, and in the end of the prologue, you can see that this Idja is going to have like a paper in all, in the, all this big plan of Cthulhu. Mm. And but you you will have to try the demo first, and then the mm. game to see where it's going to be and, and who is going to be in the game. Well, I, I look forward to it. Now you mentioned as well that the the full game, which will have about fourteen, fifteen chapters, which sounds yes. like a lot. Uh, yes. How long would you say the overall game would be, more or less, in general? More or less, different for different people. Between six and eight hours. Okay, that's a that's a good amount for adventure games mm-hmm. um, these days. But well, as I said, I I really enjoyed the uh, the prologue, and so afterwards, I that's why I invited you here because I thought I wanted to find out more about it. 
Um, and I'm looking forward to the main game as well. You said, was it March? You said that uh, you're planning on the game coming out. We're going to finish the development around March. Okay. And then we have like uh, to QA the game and, you know, publishers. Sure. They have their plans, but but yes, I think, I don't know, maybe after summer or something like that, because they have to port the game to different platforms and so on. They're they're saying that maybe around Halloween for this year. The game okay. Will be, yeah, it could be a good good time as well for a horror-themed game, a Lovecraft. Yes, of uh, course. Coming out on Halloween. Uh, I mean, what I would say is take your time, because I know you're doing it in VR and porting. Which consoles are the plan for it to come out on? For PS, uh, Xbox, and Switch. Okay, and uh, and are they all coming out at the same time? Sorry, are they coming out at the same time? Uh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. So that's okay. why maybe we have to wait until <laughs> Halloween because they have to port the game for uh, the, all the rest of platforms and so on. So sure, which which I've heard is not easy. <laughs> no, I, I think they will take like uh, three or. four four months maybe and something like that each so yeah well well i think based on what i've seen and the prologue i've seen i think it'll be worth the wait <laughs> uh for for us all uh so try, i have to say try the demo because it's full of different things we have at i will uh, yeah some in the gameplay you have different you know things that in the demo i mean in the prologue we had no time to put them so take a look because i'm sure you will enjoy it and the art, the art is totally different. We have a great artist here, and we wanted to do something not so typical Lovecraftian game, you know. And the art is uh, mixed between pulp uh, and uh, collage and something like that. is quite quite interesting. So check it out because I'm sure you you guys will 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 like it. I will indeed. And will the demo be up after the the big adventure event, or is it only during? The... No, 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 we'll be up there. Yes. Okay, it's, so it's out, there. Out, out afterwards. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Uh, well, we will, I'm sure, be discussing it. And uh, now, for anybody watching live as well, Laura Crest from the podcast, uh, she has a Twitch channel, and I believe this coming Saturday she'll be trying out different demos as well. So it's uh, I believe twitch.com forward slash Crest up. Uh, people can watch her play those demos and see more the demos as well so i'd recommend people check that out as well and then we will be discussing uh the demos including desolatium in more detail um as well um well i think that's all the questions that i have for you chema um th- this wasn't so bad was it this first live it was interview? amazing i think it was cool i mean <laughs> uh well uh, thank you as well to the people in the chat to uh cress up and to kieran and lost train tube um for interacting with us as well and as i said this will be up as a video at a later point and it'll be up in the podcast as an audio for people who couldn't uh who couldn't uh meet us uh, today um but is there anything else that you would like to first of all where can people find you then i included the link i will include the links in the show notes but where can people find you if they wanted to find out more about your company and your game they can find it in, in socials uh, like e- uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, looking for, for the Solatium. And the website, thesolatium.com. And in, on Steam, as you put there. So we we have everywhere. <laughs> we are everywhere. <laughs> You're everywhere. <laughs> We're everywhere. Uh, well, Even thank- TikTok. We, we opened TikTok, oh, TikTok last That's- week. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. 
that, that is know. that is one thing that I haven't tried. I mean, I'm in my thirties, so I don't know if. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm I'm almost almost in my forties. Hey, you see, oh, really? I, I, you don't yes, look it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You know, the sun in Spain is like that. We yes, we're young. And <laughs> but what I don't know. We have a social media uh, person here, Irene, and and she told us, why don't we try TikTok? I said, there are studios, you know, video game studios on TikTok. There, there are some. There are some there. We can try. So we tried TikTok uh, last week. We just opened. So I will let you know if it, how it works. You please do, if it, because <laughs> we, we might try it for the podcast. I still, I mean, I feel old. I still think it's about people dancing and uh, miming. To, so I'm sure it's a lot more. Now. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we have to dance, you know, where we're developing or something like that. I, I'm not sure, but she's the expert, so... Uh, well, well, thank you again, Chema. I, uh, hopefully we can meet in person sometime soon because as I told you, I go to Spain quite often and I love, uh, I love Spain. I love where you're from as well, Murcia. So, uh, hopefully we can catch up sometime. Um, Whenever you want. Let yes. Them, let us know and we are here. Oh, ab- absolutely. <laughs> and if you're in Ireland as well, again, please let me know and I'll be very happy to, to meet up. Uh, for a pint and uh, again thank you everyone for for joining us and i would encourage people to check out desolatium first of all the prologue and the demo which myself and laura at least will be talking about uh later on in the podcast um is there anything else you'd like to mention chema before we finish no thank you very much for this opportunity it was fun to be the first time thank it you was, yes it was really fun <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah the people please try try the the solatium prologo and the demo and uh, give us feedback we need feedback from the from you guys yes. so anything you you see that is weird or you don't like please let us know and but if you be like- careful because remember cthulhu is on our side so Exactly. So be careful with your feedback. And if you want uh, to maybe avoid Cthulhu, and especially if you like the game and it's like the prologue, leave a review on Steam. Yes, uh, and wishlist. Wish really, and wishlist, definitely. That's one way to avoid Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Chema. Again, for the people in the live chat in the video, I will be speaking in about one hour at five o'clock with Kingblade Games. Um, so you can join us then if you wish. But thank you so much, Chema. Uh, best thank of luck with the game much. development and with the big adventure event. And uh, we will talk soon, hopefully. Hopefully, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts please leave a review on itunes if you can as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast now you can also follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at advent game pod you can follow me on facebook at adventure games podcast you can also follow me on instagram at adventure games podcast as well and we're also on discord at adventure games podcast so if you are a adventure game developer or a adventure game player you can follow us there so again please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you
Adventure Games Podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you